Hey. Hey. You ready? I'm ready. You're not ready. I'm ready. This is this is so fun. You're not even ready. <laughs> Hi everybody, thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo. I am here with Gretchen Christine Rossi. Well, it's the first time you actually legitimately called me by my name. <laughs> well, because normally I say my boo, my baby, my boss. Yeah. Uh, I've never, like literally in the 40-something episodes we've done, you've never actually just called me by my real name. That's because I got in trouble for calling you my baby boo all the time. <laughs> and I was going to say stuff like sexual monkey. I mean, I was going to start sexual coming up. Sexual monkey? I could keep coming up with stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. Every week uh, it's something new with it's you. It's something new. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm so excited excited, by the way, uh, about our guest today. I spilled my coffee. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so bad. Like I felt bad because our guests were really excited about having today. And we were late to like uh, turning on our Zoom with her because Slade literally had the biggest cup of coffee in the world. You know, if you're like a sports dude, I'm not really a sports dude, but if you're a sports dude and they get those super big beers, yes. it was coffee in one of those cups. It was like a big, gigantic, huge mug. And he, sp- and by the way, you guys, he's the most clumsy person on the planet. Yep. And he spills it everywhere and it's like we like both jump up we're screaming like we don't want it on the equipment and i'm just like oh my gosh but this happens all the time what's the one fight that we got in that almost made us like get divorced i spilled orange juice on your louis vuitton (laughs) yes legit it was so bad um you guys today we are so excited because we have the amazing and gorgeous gg gorgeous i love that her name actually Describes who she is. It like describes who she is. Did you tell Um, we're also late because you made me do my hair? (laughs) You're like, we cannot have Gigi Gorgeous on the show without you having gorgeous hair. (laughs) I know. So this is my best. It's my best wig. Um, you guys, we're so excited to chat with her today. You guys might know her as the transgender YouTube star and actress. Um, I'm so excited because you know what's cool about this one? What? Gigi actually said she told our producers that she listens to our show. And that she's a fan of ours. And she wanted to come on today and she wanted to chat with us. And I'm just so honored to have her. Literally, like, I'm excited. And I think there's so much great information that she's going to share. But tell the truth is because you follow her. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, I don't want to sound like a stalker. Can I read this? I want to read this. Gigi Gorgeous is a YouTube star, transgender activist, author, television personality, actress, model, and LGBT icon. She has nearly 8 million followers across her social media platforms and almost a half billion views on her popular YouTube channel. That's amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. Born Gregory Lazarado and raised outside Toronto, Gigi's raised to stardom again when she created her YouTube channel, posting beauty, fashion, and makeup tutorials as a Toronto high school student. Like, I could go on and on and on I about know. these accomplishments. Where's that button? I need a button for her. Where's, where's the button? Where's the button? What where, button? Where? <laughs> Gigi Gorgeous. She's sitting there going, will you two ever just get to it? I know, right? Hi, Hi. Beauty. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Your guys' banter is just everything. And you guys are such a fun listen. So I'm very excited to be here. Oh, thank you. We're beyond excited to have you. And I'm not kidding. There's so much to talk about with you. I'm like, my first thought was, okay, do not limit our time. 
I know, right? Can't limit our time. And if time gets limited, we are coming to take you to dinner because we, we got some <laughs> stuff to talk about. Yes, we need to. <laughs> right? No, so thank you so much for saying that uh, you're a fan and that you've um, listened to our podcast and that you watched us on Housewives. Um, I kind of feel like it's, I feel like we're both fangirling with each other because I feel like I've been a fan of hers forever and I've watched her YouTube. Like legit, I've learned so much from you about like makeup. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so nice. I mean, clearly I'm not nearly as good as you. You could see right here, but I try. Oh my God. No, I think you're like literally one of the prettiest girls in the world. Oh like, uh, like I feel the same way. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, wait, Gigi, I got to tell you the funniest, cutest thing. I'm going to send you this video afterwards. Okay, so this morning as we're getting ready for the podcast, our little girl Skylar is up here on our, you know, chairs playing, playing with the board. And your picture, this picture right here on our sheet is there. And she that looks down, she goes, she goes, mama. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I love that you are complimenting me enough to say that I look as pretty as Gigi Gorgeous right now. It was oh so my God, cute. That's so sweet. And then I go, I go, no, I go, honey, that's Gigi Gorgeous. And so she was trying to say your name. It was the cutest thing ever. And then we were like, um, do you want to have Gigi and Nance over for dinner? She's like, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> it was oh, that's so, so cute. Yeah. Cute. My friend's, my friend's sister's son, he's like two. And he loves cars. He's like obsessed with cars. And I went over to their house one day and he goes, Barbie. (laughs) Like his mom was like, where did he find Barbie? He he doesn't know Barbie. (laughs) Yeah, right. So it's like. Kids just Aww. say the craziest thing. I know it's, it's so funny cute. how kids like look at something and they like, or they, or they'll do like Disney princess, you know, they'll be like, oh, that's a princess. Like the one I see on yeah. TV. It's so interesting. Um, oh, that's so cute. I know. It's really cute. So we got to send you that video for sure. Yes. Okay. So Gigi, for any of our audience or listeners out there that don't really know about you, like if they're not big YouTube people or anything like that, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of a nutshell of like your journey? And then we can talk about what's happening in your life right now and with your husband and all those things. I know that what's going on with your husband, you, you've shared on YouTube, but you haven't really gone out and done a lot of press per se around it yet. You really haven't been out talking about it yet. So I would say this is probably one of your first times actually going into more detail through like a press outlet or through a different outlet like this. So let's start a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, because you are a big deal, by the way. (laughs) You're a super big deal and to a lot of people. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I want them to understand the importance of the Gigi Gorgas. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. Um, well, I mean, honestly, like you said, I was in high school and I w- I needed a creative outlet. And I've said it a million times, but I w- literally grew up in a Catholic high school wearing the same uniform every single day. Yeah. I had no, you know, creative self-expression. And then I found the internet and people like me that wanted to put on makeup and feel pretty. And that's ultimately where Gigi Gorgeous came from because it it wasn't necessarily about looking gorgeous. It was about feeling gorgeous to me. So I feel Mm. like YouTube gave me that. And then, you know, as far as um, my husband, Nats, 
that's another thing that YouTube is so great for, you know, like you have the control to put out what you want to put out. You film it and you just say what you want to say. It can't be twisted. It can't be, you know, misconstrued and stuff like that. So you mean like housewives? (laughs) We always joke like he didn't sign up for this when he started dating me because he was not on YouTube. He wasn't like putting himself out there, but he's gotten like kind of into it, which is, which is nice. Oh, good. Well, it's funny you say that because I do know that because I remember watching, um, the video where he was so brave to come out and talk about, um, you know, his past and just, you know, the struggles that he had with substance abuse. And you could could tell like how shy and the demeanor then, and then compared to like now and like how much more, um, you know, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's been really cool. Can I say sure. we're jealous a little bit? Because trust yeah. me, there's <clears throat> so many times that we wish that we could oh, come out gosh, and just be that open and that free and discuss those things. And trust me. I you, mean, you, there's no better feeling. There's yeah. no there is better no feeling better just feeling. waking up and being yourself, your authentic, true self. You don't have to hide anything. And, you know, him and I both know that um, because obviously we're out and proud, but you know, everyone has that. It doesn't have to be a gender thing. It doesn't have to be a sexual orientation thing. We all hold things inside. And when we let them go, it's like the most healing, beautiful thing. Right. And that's ultimately actually why he let me share his story and film it because, uh, we weren't going to say anything, you know, we were just going to do it and not have anybody really know because, you know, a lot of people were like, wait, he had a chest before. Right. Like there was something there to cut off. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just going to act like it wasn't a thing, but we got into it. And, you know, if we could even just help one person, I know it's so cliche to say, but if one person can see that and feel seen and be like, you know what, that might be me. I can do it. You know, Mm -hmm. if he did it, I can too. Right. So let's, let's back up a little Gigi, just for people that are are listening and maybe don't know a little bit about your journey and your story. So you technically, and forgive me if I say anything incorrectly or don't do it right. And I think this is good because I think this is also about education and letting people understand it. Cause I think sometimes topics like this are a little, what people feel like too taboo. So this is what's so great about definitely. being on a podcast like this because it's no, not too taboo. I got you, girl. I got you. And I so appreciate that because, you know, I, I sometimes say things and I'm like, oh, I don't, I think I just messed that up, you know, <laughs> because it's complicated. And Oh, um, I have those moments too. Okay, I have good. those moments too. And I feel like <laughs> the best thing you can do is ask. Like, yes. I feel like the most progressive thing that you know, has happened over the course of the next, the past few years, even mm-hmm. is nice to meet you. What are your pronouns? You know, have you like, oh. you hear that all the time now. And it's like, for people that don't, I, people who are like non-binary or people who are newly transgender and scared of getting misgendered. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it kind of creates a safe space. And just the safest yeah. thing to do is ask. Like, I still ask questions. You think that I'd be like queen of the community, just knowing everything, but right. not at all. I'm like still, okay. I'm still learning every day. Okay. So, so, but, so that's, br- but you know, what's brilliant about that is because what we're doing is we're sidestepping in someone's ability to label you, to be misjudged, to be labeled in a way that is inappropriate or offensive. And so when you, well, come, that's, out, right, right? So yeah. when you come out and you ask, you know, what is your pronoun? Yeah. Right. That's great. No, I think that's, that's so smart. No, that is great. But I think, um, so for instance, what I was going to say is that um, from what I understand, you've co- technically kind of come out three different times, if you will, right? Like if, if you want yeah, to call it that, I don't even, this is yeah. what I'm saying. This is where it gets she like messy for me sometimes. She has evolved three times. But like technically you, um, 
came out as a male gay at 16. Is that correct? Am I saying this correctly? Yes, gay. Okay. When I was 16 years old, I came out, thought I was gay at the time, mm-hmm. didn't know about being transgender or that it was a possibility. So then the second time I came out, I came out as my authentic self, a girl that was inside hiding the whole time. <laughs> right. Um, and it wasn't until I met a fellow transgender girl who was living an everyday life. She was happy. She was beautiful. And I was like, I want that. Like, I, I really do. I feel like that's achievable for me. And, you know, it was seeing that in real life that it was like, you know, I could be transgender. Like I am transgender, but yeah. I can make it happen. Yeah. And then when I met Nat as his previous gender, I came out again as gay um, because I just, you know, something clicked within me again. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of coming out. I feel like people sometimes joke that I'm like the queen of coming out because I've done, <laughs> I've done videos like so many times coming out and it like, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit, but it's so beautiful because it's so freeing. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you know what, here's the thing you're evolving and listen, if anybody takes a look at their own lives, the same thing has happened to all of us. We've evolved. We've changed things of, you know, something that I used to think was cool. Now, maybe I don't. Th- you know what I mean? Like there's things exactly. in life that change or that you recognize about yourself or you learn about yourself and you're like, well, maybe that isn't like aligned with whom I truly am. Or uh-huh. maybe, you know what I mean? So I think that's a beautiful thing that you have been able to evolve. I don't think it's cringeworthy at all to even look back and look at any of those videos. I think that shows progression and I think that shows growth. And I just, I think that's a beautiful thing, honestly. Yeah, life happens, you know? Yeah. It's like you have no control over it. It's just yeah. like, bam, in your face. Yeah. So now, so now, and and again, this is about explaining or, or making it make sense. So now technically, can you explain so you, what, what would be your, pro- okay, here, wait, hold, I'm going to practice. Ready? Okay. <laughs> wait, am I, I'm going to mess it up. What are your pronouns and what are Naz's pronouns? Naz goes by he, him, and I go by she, her. She, her. Yeah. She, he, he, him. Okay. Got it. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like she, her, hers or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's us. <laughs> I <laughs> love us. it. I love it. You know what's so amazing about that? You've taken enough time to be self-aware. If you asked us what our pronouns were, we would know what the hell to yeah, say. Yeah, I like legit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because there are no, times... It's, like, it's being a part of the community, you hear it so much. Yeah. And people identify in such different ways. So it's just like keeping an open mind is key. And just, you know taking into account that like, you don't know what someone's going through. It's like, it doesn't even have to be about gender or anything like that. It's like, just be aware, Mm -hmm. be nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) and And, considerate. Wouldn't you agree? Pronouns can change, right? Like they can change. Yeah. Because at times you say, when I'm being very creative, supportive and intelligent, you go, you're like my best gay friend. That's <laughs> yeah, what she I says. And then I do oh, really stupid cute. stuff. And then she goes, you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So see, you're the pronouns change. <laughs> That's so, so when I do the good stuff, yeah. I'm part of the community. When I'm a dumbass, I'm like, you're just, you're such a guy. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Gigi, and I was watching, I've, as I said, I've, I've been fangirling for some years now. Um, I find your journey very interesting too, because I feel like people just think that everything is very like black and white, cut and dry. And it's like, there's no gray area. And I loved when you came out on your YouTube channel and you said, I literally went to Thailand to do a reassignment surgery and 
like I was, I thought I was all in. I thought I was going for this stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden that changed. And then you were there in that moment and something just didn't feel right. And it changed. And do you find that you get so much scrutiny, so much judgment, so much, you know, um, just yuckiness sometimes around this journey? And is it hard for you to continue to speak so openly about it? Or do you just like brush it off and you just keep going? It's, it's hard. You know, I feel like I have my days and I feel like everybody, regardless if you're in the public eye or not, has the days where they're just like, I don't want any questions, like Mm -hmm. no more questions. Um, but no, you, you know, like I've been doing this for so long and like, I have just such a connection with people that, you know, support me. And I love that. It's like, whenever it's out there, whenever I've talked about it, I've been ready to like, I, I do feel like a little pressure to keep up with it, but if I don't want to do it, then I won't do it. You know, like I just wait till I'm ready. And then, and then that's it. Yeah. And then, then I'll do it, you know, but that's what makes you so authentic and so real. And I think that's why people love you so much is because you are Thank that. You. you know what I mean? Ugh, and and then you're I'm always, blushing. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. But and you're always so honest. Like I love that, you know, when you had to take the break from YouTube when your mom had passed, and then you took the break, you know, when you just had the recent surgery again, or just all the little things that yeah. you know, you just you aren't putting on a show. Like you really are just being your authentic self. And I think that's um that's a really great thing. Well, um, it's such a great lesson because, you know, you said you're happy if you can help one person. Yeah. I can tell you that you are influencing and supporting and encouraging millions of people. Yeah. So it's very powerful what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Thank um, you. So talk to us. Okay. So right now, well, I should say recently with um, Nats, you guys have gone through this um, surgery with him, right? And, um, okay. And I, again, this is another thing that I want to make sure I get right, because I was listening to some of your things and I literally was confused because I'm like, okay, you guys are yelling like no more, no more boobs. Is that what you were saying? No more boobs, no more titties. No, no tits ever again. No tits ever again. That's what it was. It was so funny. Okay. So they, so that's called top surgery. Is that correct? It's called top surgery. Yeah, basically. So there's this great doctor in San Francisco uh-huh. and he specializes in specifically specializes in doing top surgery, which is removing all breast tissue on uh, trans men. Okay. So, you know, people who have been born physically, uh, assigned at birth female, mm-hmm. but they are trans. So they need that part taken off. And this right. doctor, Dr. Mosser, if anybody's listening, um, by random chance and you need a doctor, yeah. go to him because my best friend and my husband both went to him and the results are fabulous. Like, it's just like a flat chest and it just looks so good. And it's so validating. Like I know even for me, like when I got like my breasts, I was like, I feel like these were always supposed to be here. Yeah. And it's like the same thing, but it's just the opposite, you know? So that's what I was going to ask is, is top surgery the same thing? Like, do you call it the same thing, whether you're getting the breasts or you're, or you're removing them? I don't know. I think top surgery is specifically for, you know, trans men. Okay. Got it. See, I just called my boobs 
A boob job. A boob job, right? <laughs> okay, see, this Excellent is, question, Gretchen no, Christine. No, but this, but this is what I'm talking about. I mean, through. I guess I did get top surgery, though, I guess. I mean, technically, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm watching, like, these videos, and it's like, when you're talking about it, you want to be educated and you want to say the right thing. And sometimes right. it gets a little nerve-wracking because you're like, you don't want to be offensive if you say the, say the right, right thing. Right, but the thing is, the, with that, like, I even, my best, best, best friend, mm-hmm. her name is Hillary. She, you know, always gets really nervous and she's like, oh my God, like, I don't even want to speak because I don't want to offend anybody. And then, and then she just feels like she can't even voice her opinion or, you know, like give her two cents. And that makes me so sad because I know that feeling as well, but there's no, there's no harm in messing up if it's not malicious. Like if you say something, someone will correct you or you know, you're going to learn. And then it's like second time is a mistake again, but third time it's like, you know, shame on you. You got to learn. But if it's not malicious, there's no harm in asking or just talking. Which I agree with you on that, Gigi, but you have to admit right now in the culture that we're in, in this cancel culture, and like, you don't get a third time. Like you get one try and, and they just annihilate you and they nail you to a cross and they annihilate you and you're canceled. So I think that that's, a little bit of where maybe even like even like you're like you're saying your own best friend that you know right. lives with, with you know is with you every day doing it living it like in it is still like oh my gosh I don't want to say the wrong thing and upset somebody right so it's yeah like it's that's, intimidating yes. as hell yeah I, mean, I I know but like I I feel like if you're going to publicly say something, you know, just like inquire with a friend that might know and be like yes. what's the what's yeah. the proper way to you know go about this yes. or be polite or inclusive and not offensive or whatever. But That's I feel like advice. if it's just like hanging out, like yeah. her and I, uh-huh. it's, it's, she's like, not even just with me, but just with other people. She's like, Oh my God, I was so scared to like ask him something because I didn't know. And I'm like, girl, it's fine. It's like this, you know, right. it's like, right. don't be scared. Yeah. I just don't, I, I know that feeling and it sucks. And I know that, you know, people who are, who label themselves as transgender or non-binary or whatever, they don't want you to feel like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they want everyone to just be like, kosher and good and having fun. Yeah. No, I love that. And see, then there's, there's that. And then they cancel Dr. Seuss. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on all of that stuff, man. <laughs> There's so many things. There's That's the thing. Like, I feel like it should be, I don't know. We're not going to go down that road. Okay. So, so your husband- We're not going down the Dr. Seuss road? <clears throat> yes. So your husband, okay. Nat Getty, identifies as male and just completed the top surgery. So tell us a little bit more about that process and how that you know, experience has been for the two of you guys? Has that changed the dynamics of the relationship? Like, give us a little more detail behind all that. Okay. So it's weird. Okay. So based, I mean, essentially I had a wife right. and now I have a husband. So okay, see, I'm so it, glad you cleared that up though, because see, this is where I was confused. And I even told Slade, like, I'm going to be really, this is my raw authentic moment, right? Yeah, I, was, I was listening to the YouTubes because I have for many years and you referenced him as your wife. And then I said to Slay, but now I'm confused because I feel like now they're referencing as the husband. So I'm like really confused. (laughs) Yeah. Because the the truth is, is that you may have to come out a fourth time. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. You may have to come back and be heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you see what I'm saying? You see why sometimes it gets confusing. Cause it's like, I, I saw the videos where you were calling him your wife. And now he's technically, you're calling him your husband, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So during that time, okay. So, so I did a whole video on Nance's top surgery. 
Um, just so okay, anybody yes. listening, if you want to get into that, if you want to be educated, if you're curious, but yes, essentially I had a wife and now I have a husband and the dynamic, I mean, he's still recovering. So it's oh, wow. like, it's not really like it's set in, but we haven't really lived like, you know, a year or two into it, but yeah. I am the kind of person, like I'm the kind of wife, I'm the kind of friend, I'm the kind of daughter that if someone tells me something like, oh, I want to, I want to get top surgery, I, I'm transgender, or I want to buy this purse, or I want to go on this vacation. I'm like such a pusher. I'm like, let's book it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. make you happy. Like no waiting. There's no time for waiting. So the second he told me I'm, I'm, I'm transgender and I really want to go through with this. I was like, okay, let's call the doctor right now. And it was not even a, not even a thought in my head. I'm like, I know what it feels like. And you know, there's no need that we need to live every another day unhappy. Like there's no, there's no need. If you can change something, change it. Like, and that's what, that's what my mom's passing honestly, ultimately taught me like life is way too short to not live happy. If you can, if you can achieve happiness, then just, and if you want to do something, do it. Like there's no reason why not. And I feel like me and Nats are a perfect pair because he's not so much of a pusher and I am. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you balance each other out really well. So Definitely. how long ago was his surgery? It was, oh God, a month ago. Oh, so maybe like, more. Is it really? It's, was that soon? Two, really? Yeah, it's two very recent. Ago? Yeah, it's recent. Wait, what? It's March. Yeah, yeah like March, two first of ago. March. Two months ago. Okay, that so makes January, more sense. Because I'm like, really? January. I feel like it's been just a, at it's least been, a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, feels like it's been that. a while. No, but I mean, it's a, it's a really intense surgery. Like it's um, you know, it's it's not like a casual like week or two. It's it's a moment, and we yeah. want to make sure that it looks really good. So we're yeah. taking good care of it. Oh, good, good. And then, um, so okay, so explain a little bit more. Uh, unpack a little bit more. So, do you feel like the surgery is what? cause that transition, if you will, to being the wife to the husband, like help me understand that a little bit better. Right. Okay. So the thing is like, okay. So with transgender and, you know, just pronouns and everything like that, it's like, if people want to take the steps to make their physical transition, AKA not getting top surgery, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. But that doesn't make him, if he, if he didn't do that, it doesn't make him any less of a man, a trans man. Right. You know, so yeah. it's just all about what makes you comfortable. Like, I, I, I hate this is also a very like, you know, touchy subject because a lot of people think, you know, to be transgender, you need to get surgery, right. but I, you, you don't, you don't. plastic it, surgery is totally it's just aesthetic, right? If you, yeah, wait, sorry. It's just aesthetic. It's just the exactly. aesthetic aspect of it. Right. And if, if you're like dysphoria within your body and your body parts and everything change, you, you can feel free to do so. But yeah, no, if, um, Nat said that he wanted that gone. So I was like, let's do it. And yeah, he's really happy with it. And I feel like it, you do not need to get surgery when you're transgender. It's well, literally, it's, it's, it's your gender inside that yeah. ultimately matters. Not only that, but you know, I want to point out that, you know, there's so many people out there that can't afford it. I mean, if we're, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, right. it's a no, very it's expensive. expensive, um, surgery to go through and a lot of people can't afford that. So it's really unfair for people to be like, well, you're technically, you know, haven't made the full transition or whatever because of that. Right. 
Um, right. That would be an uneducated, silly, you know, thing to say. So, but that's, but I think that's why I was asking that specific question is at what point was that the conversation of he was my wife and now he's my husband? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to understand when that happened or why that, how that conversation came about or when that was decided. So in the video, you'll hear us referring to him as she and wife and all that. So it wasn't an overnight thing. It mm -hmm. was kind of gradual because at that point, he didn't even really know what he wanted to be referred to as. Because at the beginning of your transition, sometimes you can say, oh, you know, like, for example, me, when I first started transitioning, I was like, um, yeah, call me she, but you know, if you slip up now and then I don't really care. Right. But I didn't mean that. I just mm. didn't want to, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't want to set the stakes too high to get disappointed. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But, and I think that that's what Nats did a little bit. Like, yeah, you can slip up. It's fine. But you know, she rubs him the wrong way. Yeah. So we're not going to be using she anymore. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. that little thing where it's like, you just, you just ease into it, you know, and, and sooner rather than later, you break the habit because knowing someone for years and years and years, you know, refer, it's like a muscle memory, you know, yeah. you like call them by their name, call them by their pronoun. Yes. You have to switch that, but he is so lucky. And, you know, I feel like we are so lucky to have found each other and our group of friends and our family yeah. that is so willing to change. Like, yeah. the, like there's been, there's been no discrimination or anything for Nats. Everyone is just open arms and so accepting. And I wish the transition he had is the transition anybody that goes through it can have because yeah. it was like chef's kiss gorgeous. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love see, and that. I was going to ask you, that's so important that you mentioned that because growing up, you yourself didn't necessarily have a role model, right? So would you attribute your strength, I guess, to, you know, mom support or the family support and being able to come out and just be you? Because a lot of, a lot of people struggling with that don't have that kind of support. And I think you've shown how powerful and freeing it can be. So, I mean, I commend you on becoming such an incredible role model, but, but where do you think you obtain the strength to do that? I mean, where did my strength come from? Yes. Oh God. I don't know. I mean, why are you, you, Gigi? I feel like why are you, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. I think I always say, I've always said rather that my, my strength came from my mom. And yeah. it, even though, so she passed when I was 19 and that year I came out as transgender. So I unfortunately never got to tell her that I was transgender. Uh -huh. And I feel like, I believe that those who have passed are still with us. Yeah. I believe that they're, you know, there for all the important moments. They're all, they're there for all the highs and the lows. So I believe my mom knows that I'm Gigi. I believe yeah. that I know, I believe she knows that I'm her daughter. Um, yeah. But just, I think her, like, she always has this like zest for life that was just so contagious and infectious. And I feel like that kind of energy is so crucial for somebody who's going through a transition or going through, you know, a coming out process. And it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't have that and they have to be, you know, their own support system and, yeah. you know, it's horrible. Families, you know, disown their kids and are like, I, that's not my child anymore because you're trans. It's oh, sick. Yeah. Um, and that's why there's, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term chosen family, yeah. but yeah, when people, you know, are unfortunately kicked out or disowned, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, you know, have to choose their own family. And, yeah. and I think that there is 
nothing short of beautiful. Like that is just like amazing to me. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, my family is hundred percent supportive. Like I can go home whenever I want. My dad is open arms, my brothers, my grandparents, um, and all that, I but that. I still have a chosen family because I'm yeah. from Toronto and I live here in LA. So all mm-hmm. my friends are my chosen family here. Yeah. See, so this is a, that to me, that's an important message to the parents that might be listening to our mm-hmm. show. It's, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a call to action for the parents that if you perceive that your child or, you know, a child of another friend who is struggling with these things and mm-hmm. are, are hungering for that type of support, it is so important that the parents not just look the other way or become angry and disowned because of their ignorance. This, mm-hmm. this support is so incredibly important in helping people become who they ultimately need to be, right? Who, who you're, you're called to be. So I think it's amazing that, that you're able to, you know, pass on that message. And, and speaking of family, I understand you and Nats would like to have a family. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know about like, (laughs) I don't know about right now, but I'm obsessed with kids. I've always wanted kids my whole life. I've wanted you know, just like a little me running around, a little, you know, twins or whatever, five, <laughs> ten kids. Ten, but, oh my God, girlfriend. Come come hang know. out with us for a you day. You could babysit Skylar for a day. And Let you, us know. You might change your mind. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into like Chris Jenner about it. Just roll yeah. them out. Exactly. Roll them out. Roll them out. Roll them out. Well, I mean, and I and I bring this topic up too because I, I was taken back by by some of the videos I watched. Obviously, I, I was researching you guys quite a bit because I was really truly excited that you were coming on the show. And I'm I'm literally was almost a little emotional about the message that you're putting out for people. And and so many don't quite understand not just the challenges of what you have in going through the transgender process or having to come out and looking for that support. Well, then you add into the mix, the complications of wanting to have a children, wanting to have a child. Mm-hmm. We know how difficult it was because we went through the IVF process. Mm-hmm. Four and a half right. years. Right. Yeah. But you on the Oh my God, hands, really? Yeah. Four and a half years. Four and a half yeah. years. Yeah. Oh we, my trust God. Me, we, we so can tell many stories. needles. Yeah. Oh gosh. I still have all the needles in a bag in the garage and it's hard for me to get rid of them because it's like, it, it's, it's strange. It's like, you have this, like, you, it's like a memory that like you want to get rid of, but at the same time, it's like, there's so much, I don't know how to explain that one. <laughs> there's you just should, so much, what, You know what, what I want to do? So every, every week I have a nurse come over to the house and give me an estrogen shot just to keep up yeah. with my transition. Yeah. And we actually have like one of those um, bins where you put yeah, the needles the after. Yep. And I yep. feel the same way. It's getting yeah. full. And I'm like, I kind of want to keep these, even though it's so weird. I know. And I, my husband is an artist. So I was like, we should line up all the needles, put it on a canvas, yeah. resin it. Uh-huh. So it's like gorgeous and glossy and then do like some kind of cool artistic moment and then hang it on a big wall. Like, why oh not? Oh my gosh. Can you do it for me? Cause I don't know what the heck to do with these needles, but I I'm having the hardest time getting rid of them. Cause I feel like they're part of like my history. Is that, is that weird yeah. to say that? I feel oh, like they're no. like, I totally understand that. I'm so oh. sentimental, but I mean, you got to do something. I think I'm going to do that actually. That just so I wanna, something. So, okay. So I'm, I'm proposing I'm, pro- I'm proposing a, a collaborative work of art. Okay. Because yes. really when you said that, I don't know if you know that, but I paint. He's a big painter too. Um, oh my God, really? Uh, b- yeah. But really yeah. large canvases, like 10, He's 12 really feet great. canvases. I'm so, obsessed. The bigger, the better when it comes to right? art. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I immediately had this vision of Gigi. Mm-hmm. And on both sides of her, the needles stacking up. Mm. Piles of needles stacking up. 
to this incredibly beautiful figure, mm. everything that was required in order for you to become who you are. Yes, today. very that one. It's symbolic. It's yeah, very no, symbolic. So oh, wait a minute. What if you take like your picture from before and it's like a shadowed picture and yes. it's almost like black and white and then the needles then like stacking up and then Gigi there's gorgeous. Gigi Gorgeous at the top. Oh my she's gosh. Coming, like from, I mean, the, from, the, sure from the waist down, she's like covered in needles. Amazing. She's like the phoenix, <laughs> phoenix coming out of a pile of needles yes. to, to become yes. this butterfly. Rising oh out of the sunset. I love it. Okay, where's Nats? We got to take some notes. I need I Nats. Know, right? No, he's probably still recovering. Oh, no. okay. Um, okay, so that this is, I love that. Gigi, I feel like we're on to something. I feel like Me we really too. Need You to- know what? I feel like this might be slightly controversial because it's needles and they right? they tell you the nurse is like you need to dispose of these and I I'm know. like no, I'm going to keep them. Though. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't like, because making- they give you the thing to dispose of them and then they're all sitting in my garage. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I feel like it's like are we making illegal art? <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Well, you know it's so weird. I saw it better. I saw an image somewhere that was kind of powerful. They had kind of a newborn baby that was, you know, in a in a cradle, supported somehow, but it's sitting on top of this giant pile of needles. Whoa, that's wild. That's that's wow. a little much. Almost <laughs> think about like a little bird in a nest, and as it's piled up, everything underneath it was needles. I mean, that would be cool. It for was a picture, really kind of wild about what what people have to go through. They might call child yeah, protective um, services over that one. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, Gigi, exactly. I do have a question for you though about the family, um, and I'm yeah. just gonna like go straight in and ask you. Um, so how would that work for you guys? Have you thought about it? Have you talked about it? Would one, would, okay, wait, let Gretchen. me see if I get this right. Would he be carrying the child? Is that how that would work, right? We are open to anything. So my mom actually was adopted. So I have a very special and weird connection to adoption. Yeah. I always yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. it to be my child to be, my children to be biologically mine, but Growing up and seeing how hard the IV, uh, IVF process is yeah. and, you know, my identity, my transition and all that. And I talk about all this on my YouTube channel. Um, it's just opened my eyes to a lot of things. You know, I have a bunch of friends also that work in um, in saving children who are being, you know, sex trafficked. Sex and, trafficked. Um, oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started on that. That's a big one of, of ours. Yeah. Like, we're involved. It's, like you like a child is a gift regardless, yeah. you know? And I think that that's yeah. what I've, we've learned. And, you know, whenever that time comes, however it happens, we are open. We yeah. just want that to happen. And I, I feel like, that. I feel like we're going to be like such cool parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I for sure. To, like, just yeah. be like an awesome mom. I'm just like Aww. stoked on it. But I mean, I, Gretchen, you touch upon an important point. And I, I saw you do an interview and I don't remember whether it was on ABC, it was Dateline or something, but you guys had this conversation about the desire to become parents. And people, again, don't realize the challenging struggles of IVF exist as it is, mm-hmm. but you would have to take hormone shots, right? If you were going to like try to oh, increase gosh, yeah, your sperm right. count, which so, is counter yes. to the, the, the shots you're taking I now. I forgot about that. Like, but yeah, it's. Like it, it, it's complicated times. So tricky. Like so tricky. It's like it's so like. I mean, your levels, right? It's like your levels could be like super high with testosterone, super high with estrogen, or low or whatever. Dangerous levels. And I mean, my doctor keeps a close eye on that. Thank God. But that's another thing about IVF that's just like, ugh. Like I didn't even. I did a whole. This is what I'm talking about, Gigi. This is the stuff that like you don't even like think about because right. being a woman and just doing that that way, like I don't even think about the fact 
that if I was a transgender male, am I saying that correctly? Transgender male, then, and if I was taking hormones to go through that process, and then all of a sudden I want to have a baby, then all of a sudden I would have to be taking all these estrogen shots and all these shots that would totally reverse. Because it it suppresses everything, right? Or hurt the thing I'm doing on the other side. So, oh my gosh, that is But it's the same way because in one case it can be suppressing a sperm count. In the other side, it's suppressing egg production. Right. But here's, here's the part that I'm saying. What's so hard for people like this is that if they want a biological child, they have to make that decision. So like, that's so sad to me that somebody has to go through that turmoil or that struggle of like, I really, because who, you know, most people, when they think of having a child, they think of having a biological child. I mean, that's what most people, you know, think about when they're thinking about having a child. Mm So the fact that you, yeah, the traditional way of going about that. But so the fact that you have to like almost choose I mean, really, if you think about yes. it, if you boil that down, you have to yes. choose between your identity and having that biological child. And that's a big decision in and of itself. Like that's that's like I need to go and talk with somebody and really work this exactly. out. Because like you really, really flesh yeah. this out. It's yeah. crazy. And I wasn't expecting to ever have to deal with this. And I I kick myself so hard for not you know, freezing a sample before I started transitioning because it's all so different now, you know, like not to obviously get too graphic or anything about it, but I wish that I did that. And it's, I didn't think that I'd be in this position, you know, you never know, like life just happens. So, So um, yeah, it is a choice, but like we have made many a choice in our relationship and in our lives. So I'm confident that we'll make the right one and we're going to end up with a gorgeous, healthy baby. Yes. I, I, I saw yes. that interview, by the way, I saw the interview and I, and I was very moved knowing kind of the journey we went through to try to have our daughter. And right. my first thought was we have to help them. We have to help them go through this process and help them become parents. And I don't know why I had that feeling, mm-hmm. but just so you understand too, Gretchen's first round of IVF was very challenging. You know, we had mm-hmm. 12 embryos the day before they were going to do an implantation. The doctor called and said, you've lost everything. Like all the embryo- embryos are rested. And she had a very tough, it was really horrific. And when they were following us on, on the doctors and so it was very public. And so it was a very difficult thing to talk about. So Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, she had some allergic reactions to some of the medications. And so I had a vasectomy many, many years ago. And so I decided to reverse my vasectomy to see if I could get pregnant naturally with her. So she didn't have to go through the IVF. If you could get pregnant naturally, (laughs) let's just figure that out. Let's figure out which one of us is in charge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but my point in telling you this is we discovered that, you know, because of the vasectomy, I couldn't give a sperm sample, but there is sperm available in the testicle tissue. Mm -hmm. So they were able to actually go in and actually retrieve tissue. And there's millions of sperm in the tissue. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm talking to you about it, because Mm -hmm. I know that in your interview, you talk specifically about, oh, you know, it's difficult to actually give a sperm sample. Well, they don't need the sperm sample. If you're at the right physicians, it's actually, they're in the tissue. And you always produce, you always produce, you always produce, then your body absorbs and eliminates and produces more. So there is the possibility of them taking a tissue sample. And then right. actually, I will finding, look into that. Well, yeah. we, like I, I can't said, wait to we, tell Matt. We, yeah. we have to have a talk because we're connected to some very incredible people who are literally the founding fathers of IVF. We have yeah. learned so much about this process. So I'm just extending right. it to you. I was very moved by your story. And if we can help you guys in any way, yeah, we, we would love to do that. Oh, well, I appreciate it. 
I've but you know, a lot. But like she, I know Nats does too. But like she said, I mean, what's interesting about what she said, and you don't really think about this, and I think this is good advice for anyone out there that might be transitioning or thinking about that or struggling mm-hmm. with that is, you know, she was saying, even if you do what you're talking about going in through the testicles, she's like, I've been taking hormones that I don't know you know, what has changed now or what's different. You know what I mean? Like there's all those things that you have to like now think about. And so, um, and so I think that that's really, it's good advice for anyone out there that is going through this. It's all these things that you have to kind of think about and navigate and, and pre-plan. And I, and I say that because even when, um, my, um, fiance that passed away sadly from cancer, we had to go and do, uh, the sperm extraction before he started his chemotherapy. And Uh thankfully our doctor said that to us because, you know, I wanted children and I obviously thought I was going to be with him and we were going to be married and have children. And so we went and did that before he went through all of that because it it can really affect that or it can make somebody sterile or, or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. Uh those little things, I think this is just important information to talk about and have, you know, yep. conversations about, because there's a lot of people out there that aren't even thinking that far ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. People yeah. are just worried about what they're going to have for dinner. Yeah, let alone. Right? That's <laughs> right? so true. Right. I know that's so true. So what would you say has been, you know, your biggest struggle? Cause gosh, you make it look so easy and so pretty, Gigi. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just the beauty of social media? We just put out right? yes, it is. gorgeous and shiny. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I would say, honestly, I would honestly say my biggest struggle was my movie, my documentary. Mm. This is everything. It was literally showing my whole transition, not footage that was pretty at all. It was completely raw at my worst. Um, And honestly, I think a great tool for parents out there who are, you know, thinking that, um, think just thinking about, trans issues or whatever. It's, um, it, it wasn't edited by me. So I was very nervous about that. I gave over hours and hours and hours and hours of footage and they just turned it out. And then it premiered at Sundance and I saw it for the first time at Sundance and I was so nervous and just seeing some of the things in there were just crazy. Like seeing myself after surgery, seeing, um, a breakup. I went through a breakup during that, um, just things like that. I feel like that was like a moment for me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is really out into the world. This is not glamorous and polished and color corrected how I want it. You know, it's just raw. And so brave. And it was very Gretchen would never do that. (laughs) Gretchen would never do that. That is so not true. What are you talking about? I don't know if you would be that raw. Are you kidding me? I get yelled at in the morning if you don't have a chance to call me before I talk to you. Oh my God. You are such a liar right now. It's like so unreal. Like, actually, I would probably be the first person to do that. So you that's would? funny that you say that. Yes. What What do you think I did for all the years doing as wrong? No, I'm talking specifically. About, no, no, that's not what on, I mean. And on with the IVF and all of that. I'm talking specifically about the fact that she was willing to give up that footage and let someone edit that without. I input. had to do that with Housewives. That's what they did every week. Yeah, what are you talking you about? Do? You wouldn't do it now. <laughs> You really? are the queen of making sure that it's done the right way. No, because I like, I'm a producer. I like the, to create an experience for somebody. That's a very right. different thing than if you're doing a documentary and they're showing the real and raw thing. I have no problem doing that if that's what I'm signing myself up for. If I'm putting out content that's meant to create an experience for somebody, yes, I want it to be perfect and pretty and look good. There's two very different things. I just got schooled by my girl. 
Thank you. Gigi knows, <laughs> right? You know, right, girl? Yeah, of course. I mean, sometimes you have to give up the footage, make it whatever they want. But other times you want to make it polished in the way that you see it in your brain. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Totally. I agree with that 100%. Um, so Gigi, I want to ask you too, you wrote a book called He Said, She, she Said, and that's all about your experiences in school, the haters, dating. Um, tell us a little bit about that and the process of writing that. Was that like healing in some ways too, the book? It definitely. I mean, people say like all the time who write books, like, oh, it was so therapeutic and it was so emotional, <laughs> but it really was like yeah. reliving that stuff is, is crazy. And I just was really happy because I've always kind of like journaled and wrote stuff down and kept pictures. Like I'm a huge collector of photos, like from over the years, like I think my phone has something like 80,000 photos on it. <laughs> Me right too. Now. Totally. Like, right. Now. I, I, know, just, like, I feel need you. To, I need, I'm a visual person. So yes. I definitely wanted it to be as much of like a picture book per se as a mm-hmm. memoir. And it was labeled as a memoir, but I was only 25 when I finished it, 26. So it's like so silly that they called it that. But <laughs> it was kind of just like a like a transgender memoir, yeah. Per se, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was really really fun. Like I highly recommend it. If you have a, the opportunity to write a book, I'd say go for it. Even though it is scary, it's yeah. something that is so like it's so rewarding seeing it in people's hands. Like I'm like mm-hmm. I know all the work I put into that, and like. Just even the color scheme of the book out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, that's my book. That's my book. Yeah. yeah. I bet yeah. that's such a proud moment for you. You know, I mean, and here's the thing. I think it's it's such a great thing that, you know, I, I, I just love stories like yours because it's like you've been through so much. You've 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 become this huge YouTube star and this actress and you have all these things. But it's like what's so great about your story is you truly are using your experiences to really um, make change and really help other people. And it's like, it's so cool to see when God takes somebody and he uses them in such a purposeful way and um, can really, truly help so many people. And like you said, I, I know that feeling because when I was on Housewives, I can't tell you how many people would reach out and be like, you've helped me so much just with your journey, your mm-hmm. story, and even still today on social media. And yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of my friends and family are like, why do you put yourself out there? Why do you allow yourself to have that scrutiny? And it's always that same thing. It's like the one thing that drives me is I know that God gave me this platform and this, this, you know, um, wh- whatever you want to call it. I hate the word celebrity, but he gave me this <laughs> platform in order to really make a difference in some people's lives. And I have truly done that just by sharing my life and being real and authentic about that. And I just think that's so cool. I love seeing that um, happen for people, especially like you, because it, you know, it could go so negative and you could take whatever you're doing and not be so positive with it. And I just love that so many wonderful, beautiful things have happened for you. And you're obviously so happy, um, happily married. You guys are the cutest couple. And I love that story um, with him, how you truly like saved his life. I mean, there's just, there's so many, such great stuff here. Um, And I feel like I could talk to you for like 962 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions. We need to get dinner. We need I to know. get dinner and we need to do that art piece. I know, right? Oh, done we and need done. to do the art piece for sure. Um, okay, wait, did you just release your first single too? Do you like to part? Was that recently? That was, that was recently. Yeah, I was actually not. I was I was a feature on a song. My sister came to me and she was like, oh my God, I was, you know, talking to um, our friend and he wants to write a song. And I 
was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we wrote it super fast. And then we shot it like it was during quarantine. So we all shot it um, like on photo booth or on our phones or whatever. And then our friend edited it together. And then I guess the next thing was I had a single, but it's like, not even like that. <laughs> I know, right? That's I swear to God, that's what happened to me. At the same story, like people are like, you, you have a single on iTunes because now I have four songs on iTunes. But listen, love it. The same thing happened because I actually was writing music, and I wrote the song, and we go into the recorder uh, recording studio, and we have somebody there singing it, and she she just wasn't getting like the feel of what I was going for in the song. So I step in the booth and I, not because I think I could sing or anything, just because I wanted them to understand what I was going for. And like everyone in the room was like, why are you not singing this song? And I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, absolutely no, no way. And then two glasses of champagne later, I'm like, la, 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 la. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loosen you up a little bit, getting the yes. vibe. Yes, I know totally how to get what I want. I just liquor liquor her up. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> too funny. Oh my gosh. So, um, okay. So I just love chatting with you today. Do you have anything else that you want to share, maybe with the audience? Um, you know, any piece of advice you could give, or anything else that well, maybe I, we missed today? I was going to ask about Gottmik. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you want to ask about Gottmik? Yeah. Oh yes, Gottmik. So tell us about your good friend. Um, am I saying this right? Got Gottmik. Got milk, got milk right? yes. Like got milk, but got milk. Yeah. Um, I am so, so happy that the world is just like eating got milk up because he is, he's the first of like his kind, really. Like RuPaul's Drag Race casts men, just cisgender men. But he is the first trans man to be on the show and make history. And I'm just so happy to have his... Uh, to, to let the world really see his true artistry, his true fashion, his true like personality shine. And it just is like epic. Like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race was kind of, you know, known for not casting transgender people per se. Like that was a thing that the fans would say. But um, now, you know, Gottmik is, is the first trans man and I could be more happy with it. Gigi, we are so excited we had you on today. We can't say thank you enough. Will you tell all of our um, listeners where they can find you at? Yes, you can find me anywhere. I am Gigi Gorgeous on everywhere except Twitter. I am the Gigi Gorgeous because somebody stole my handle. But thank you guys. I I really, really, really had so much fun with you. I can't wait to listen to this back when I'm doing my makeup one day. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait for dinner and art. I know. That is going to happen because we are not done with you, lady. Um, Do you have any fun or exciting projects that you want to promote or talk about or push? I actually Mm -hmm. have a podcast of my own launching soon. Congratulations. And I'm so excited to be a part of the family. And you guys totally have to come on when I have mine set up. Oh, Oh, that's going to happen. We would love that. You don't, are you, you, so you're not announcing the title or anything yet? No, it's just, it's just happening soon, but I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. So I have like a bunch of my dream guests lined up and I have, I love it. you know, I just can't wait to hit the ground running and I'm doing it with my best friend who lives in Canada. So it's going to be like just a multi-country moment. It's going to be amazing. That's so great. Well, congratulations on that. We're so happy for all your success and for your happiness. And will you send our love to Nas as he continues to recover from his surgery? And thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, those intimate details with us. We appreciate it so much. We love you. And we will uh, hopefully see you soon for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) So wait, wait, ladies, gentlemen, and all of those undefined, this has been Gigi Gorgeous. (laughs) Yay! Yes! (laughs) 
That was good. I love that end. I know, right? <laughs> so fun. Babe, that was so awesome. Like That was, that was, that that was, was super really freshy fresh, Gretchen. You know what I loved about that? I just feel like the thing I love about Gigi is she is so open and so honest and so comfortable to talk to. And I think that that is such a testament to her. But also, I think that's an important lesson for everyone out there. Um, whether you're in the transgender community, LGBTQ community, or not, I think that this is a good lesson of look at the dialogue that can happen. Look at the education that can happen. Look at what can happen when you're open and you're honest and you just say, hey, I don't really understand all this and I might mess up and I'm not trying to be offensive. If you help somebody understand your intention, then I think the conversation could be much better. And especially in our you know, landscape right now of what's happening with politics and all that, Like, can you imagine how much greater our country could be and how much more we could all come together if we had that attitude in general. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's very true. And, and honestly, in, in doing the research, watching their story, I am truly just excited to spend some time with them because they are just beautiful people. Right. They really, really are. And and they're making such a difference and using their platform for something so positive. I'm I'm excited to spend some time with them. No, for sure. And I think I think that's kind of a little bit of what the question of the day maybe should be is, you know, hey, what are you guys doing out there to be a part of that culture in the sense of, you know, um, moving it forward in a positive direction? I think Gigi touched on this at the very beginning of our conversation, and she had a really great way of going about it. It's like, hi, I'm Gigi. What's your pronouns? Or, or however you want to phrase that. If you're in a situation where you're meeting with somebody or you're going to be in front of somebody and you don't really understand, that's a really good icebreaker, a really good way to be like, look, I respect you enough to ask you and not just assume or just be too scared to talk or whatever it is. So I think that's maybe the question is, are you willing to do that? And if you are willing to do that, you know, are, how, how are you going to start implementing that into your life? Right? That's a really good question. I think I'm so. sitting here thinking about how I'm going to implement it. And I'm going to sit right here while people download, while they subscribe, <laughs> and while we think about what our next topic will be on Not Too Taboo. <laughs> you guys, thanks so much for joining us on another week of Not Too Taboo. We will chat at you next week. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice. Do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please visit stage29.tv.